0: to the show sports and hip-hop with dj mad max we have the one and only kadara joining me here on the show tonight kadara how's your night going as i said before
1: it's good it's good how are you i'm
0: doing pretty well i'm happy to have you on the show here tonight shout out to richard dean for connecting us i know she's doing some work on the management side of things so tell me how you guys linked up
1: oh my gosh yeah richard dean and i linked up she I followed her on Instagram because I was planning on submitting to her publication, Grunge Cake. And then when I followed her, she saw me and then she reached out to me and asked me if I had management. And, you know, that's where the story started.
0: (laughs) So there you have it. That's how you guys link up. You build that relationship and bond. No, Richard Dean, she's really a good person. She helps out a lot of artists in this industry. She knows what she's doing. One of the top people to look for out there in the industry, especially in spotting talent. But how are you feeling about your newest project, Kidiverse?
1: yeah the key is um just such an exciting big project with like big sounds big everything you know big energy and it's definitely um me like at my purest form like in my confident state you know so i'm excited about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know growing up you started writing songs when you were nine 15s when you really started to take it seriously so what would you say was when you started dissecting with other genres and finding the comfortability to explore the different sounds of music because you have your hip-hop sound but then growing up you also like lady gaga lady gaga Katy perry so there there were there, you have a, a vast taste in music so tell me how you just started going in all these different lanes and becoming comfortable with them
1: Yeah. um, I also am very into like rock music, you know, I love Sleeping With Sirens, Pierce the Veil, Bring Me the Horizon. Um, And I got really big into them when I was around 15 as well. So around the time I started producing um I had already had my love affair with the Lady Gaga Kesha era I was currently in that like rock phase and then as the years went on I started to have an even deeper love and appreciation for hip-hop as it was really just dominating the mainstream and you just have to pay attention to that and I just always felt like naturally when I would sit down at my computer to produce songs like it was always a fusion. It was never just, oh, this is the genre I'm making. So there was never really a specific moment. It just was natural for me.
0: Mm. And you could tell that just by listening to your music. And I know in 2020, that was like the first single that you dropped, but you took it off platforms because you felt as though you grew <laughs> as an artist.
1: Yeah, I felt like I grew a little bit since then. And so everything that I have out now, like some of the older stuff, I feel like it's good enough to stay up. But everything from before that, I'm like, let me start fresh. Let me just really show people that I'm serious, because the fact of the matter is, is, you know, when a new fan comes onto my page and they press uh, shuffle, any of those songs could pop up. So I want the first one that pops up for them to be something that I feel represents me Uh, you know, in my best self, in my best music,
0: so. No, your personality, because we already know Rainbow Rockstar. That's what you go by. So what would you say that you found yourself as a person? Because this is something when I when I take a look at your music and I listen to is that you know who you are. A lot of times there's people still going through their lives to this day and they're in their 40s and 50s that haven't even defined who they really are. So when did you truly find yourself?
1: you know what? Identity is something that I've always struggled with. And so around the time I moved out, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 18 for college, I made it my mission to figure out who I was. And that's part of the reason I took that one song off platforms because I hadn't figured it out yet at that point. And I just was digging so deep you know? Um, And I knew that I loved this alternative rock style, but I also still love color and pop music. And I was like, there's got to be a way that I can be all of these things that I know that I am, right? And so the Rainbow rock star was kind of born from that. And it was like a two or three year process of just trying things, figuring it out, Um, went through lots of, you know, Not the cutest looks, right, to get to where we are today. (laughs) But it was just a really great process getting to know myself better. And I think everybody should do this.
0: It's interesting just learning about your backstory because you were originally born in North. Was it North Hollywood, Florida, originally, and grew up in Boca Raton?
1: I was born in Hollywood, Florida, grew up in Boca Raton. Um, Yeah. So up until I was 18, I lived in Florida and I, I lived in a very Jewish community. Um, my mom, on my mom's side, I'm, I was raised Jewish, actually went to private Jewish school. So I was kind of in a very secluded group for a very long time. I was also the only mixed girl at that school. Everyone else was white and Jewish. Um, So I always felt this sort of, I don't know longing or wanting to know what the rest of the world had to offer because i knew as a kid that there's more than just this like this is cool but i know that the way the world views me is more than just that so i needed to go out and like learn about myself and all those you know different little pieces that uh go into who i am
0: (laughs) (laughs) what would you say was a life experience that helped form? And you figuring out who you were, especially with going to college, was there a certain instant instance in college that you kind of defined yourself along the way?
1: Oh, my gosh. You know what? I think that one of the best things that's popping up into my mind right now actually happened when I was about four years old. So I was a gymnast. I was doing like mommy and me gymnastics from like six months old. And then um, when I was three, they invited me onto team, but I couldn't compete till I was four. And there was a trick. It was a somersault on the beam that I had to do, right? And I was so scared to do it. I had never even done it in like practice. But then we had this big competition over in like Orlando or Tampa or something like that. And I tried to convince my mom not to take me because I was like, I can't do this somersault on the beam. And then she was like, no, like we're just going to go and you just, just do it. Just try. So I went. I did the somersault on the beam and I won first place all around. Like I won the whole competition for my age group. And I feel like that is just one of the core memories that I feel has taken me through my entire life in like, I cannot fail almost, you know what I mean? Like there are always many failures, right? That go along the way. But if I know what I want and I put my mind to it, I will be successful. Right. And so that was part of the reason why I was so confident in my dream of becoming a musician, becoming a singer. And that's why I've gotten as far as I am right now.
0: Along this journey so far, because I know what it's like as a creative, you kind of just have to believe in yourself. Did you have a lot of believers around you or were you someone that just, I have to put all the faith in myself because there's not too many people around me. They may see the vision, but- They don't want to admit it because they unfortunately have to live regular lives.
1: You know, that's such a good topic. I feel like there have been people that have been really supportive of me. Um, But then there are also people who will be supportive to my face and then they're not actually that supportive and like weeding through that can be very difficult. So I feel that I'm in a place where a lot of the time I just assume that I have less support than I actually do um, because it's almost better to have less expectations and then be, you know, happily surprised Mm -hmm. rather than think that everyone is out here rooting for you and then find out that they really weren't behind your back. So that kind of is where I'm at with it right now. But honestly, I just try to stay focused on me. It's not about what other people think. Exactly. Focus on the music stay on the course and I know that the people on my team that I'm working with believe they're in there you. and those are the only people that really need to believe in me like in terms yeah. of my circle right so
0: no I definitely know what you're saying but I want to get into your experience with the late great Grammy award winner Betty Wright because you had experience of working with her rest in peace and just talk to me about the experience of being able to work with her because I know you learned a great deal from her
1: Yes, rest in peace Betty Wright. You know, she was a living legend, legend and now she is a legend, right? Um she Betty, I think one of the biggest lessons she ever taught me was that like it was just in her existence, right? It wasn't something she actually said. She was so humble. Like I forgot she was famous. When I went to her funeral, like I forgot that it would be hard to get in because there were so many people and so many famous faces as well that wanted to be there to support her because she was, she was there for so many people. And the crazy thing is that she, the way she was able to, you know, nurture my voice and my career, she did that for so many other people too. And it was just, just so much overabundant love um, at the church that day. And from that, I just learned, I was like, I can, do this. I can be any person I want to be and stay humble and be gracious and be kind and do things for others. And I feel like that's like the number one thing that I learned from her, as well as all the incredible musical stuff that she taught me.
0: Absolutely. You, you could tell that she really had an impact on your career as well as others, especially when you hear about all the people that came to pay their respects. Yeah. In your career this far, what would you say is the biggest risk that you took? Because I think not not just in life but if you want to if you really want this because you're someone that really wants this you got to take risks. So what would you say was the biggest risk whether it's quitting a job, making a move somewhere, what was your biggest risk?
1: I think the biggest risk I ever took um for me was being honest with myself and my family about exactly who I am. And you know, doing the healing work to dive into myself and try and heal so that I can actually move forward and have this career right mm-hmm. um, that caused a lot of difficult conversations with some family members things like that and that was really really hard you know um, and it's really scary um, Almost, it's almost like coming out about who you are like everyone thinks that you're one thing and you're like no like I'm really like this you know, and that was really scary and really hard. And, you know, not everybody in my family really accepts or supports the the image that I portray. Mm-hmm. But I had to be able to do that because I was so afraid to be myself online because I didn't want my family to like see it. But I, I can't have a career if I'm afraid that my family's going to see what I'm doing. You know,
0: that's crazy that see that this is why social media is so crazy today, because it's like, you have to portray yourself in a certain type of way because you have family members watching at the end of the day i respect people like you cuz it's like no i'm just going to be me
1: it was hard like this was not easy no i think before having some of the really serious conversations i needed to have it took me years to like stomach that to be able to to get there and there were lots of tears and lots of craziness right because you're shattering you know, all the elders in your life's like opinion of who they thought you were. Like, I was an all-A student growing up. Like everyone thought I was going to be like an astrophysicist (laughs) or something. Like, or or I was a gymnast from so young, they thought I was going to the Olympics or something. Right. But I was like, no, you know, I want to wear this rainbow hair and like dance and sing on stage, you know, (laughs) and this is what I want to talk about. And they just had to accept that. And i'm I'm really grateful that, you know my family is still on the ride, even though you know they don't love it. they they still love me. So I'm very grateful.
0: That's all that counts and just keep doing you. And with going to college, I want to get into your college experience because you had the opportunity to learn about engineering and the music side of things. So what was your major? and wh- where did you go? Because generally went to LA. So where did you go to college?
1: Yes. So I went to the LA film school. LA I was film. in the recording department, which is a separate building. Um, like right in the heart of Hollywood. And my first uh, year and a half, because it was an accelerated three-year program, my first year and a half was audio engineering. Uh, So that was my associate's degree. And then my bachelor's, the second year and a half was in entertainment business. And, you know, I just learned so much about audio and how to make my music sound better. It, it was such a cool experience. Like now I can run sessions for other people and it's, it's just so sick. Like women can do anything, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. You, you actually now do some engineering for DJ Hopper.
1: Yes. Yes. So I work at the uh, studio that he owns uh broken complex. So I work with clients over there. So, you know, if you're trying to get in, you need to hit up broken complex <laughs> <laughs>
0: Most important connections that you made throughout college, what would, what would you say those were?
1: Okay, so definitely the best connections I've made throughout college um, weren't necessarily at my college, mm. but I met uh, D.C. Composa. He taught me a lot um, beyond uh, college about mixing and just waves and plugins and the best ways to approach mixing, uh, from his opinion. And we also worked on a song together called Boss. It's a super fun like pop rock track, very big energy. And he's just been an incredible connection, him and his wife, Kelly, too. And we connected because he went to the sister school full sale. So that was how we kind of like met and even had a conversation. I also met the producer um, who co-produced the entire project, the Ketiverse, Glenwood at the ASCAP Expo, the year that I moved out. And he's an incredible connection, incredibly talented producer, just can make literally anything that I can think of. He just knows and he makes it. And those are just two of the best connections that I have out here so far.
0: With because I know you're currently independent. Is that right? With Soul Tree? Because when you look on Apple music and know you go to the bottom soul tree you get soul right tree into, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and we know this is you putting your soul into the different genres of music once you're recording it so if you were to just because I know you're not boxed in but say what what's the one that you really feel as though is yourself when you're doing it because you could do pop you could do rock you could do hip-hop what would you say is that one that you feel really at home with?
1: Oh my God, this is such a hard question because it changes like day to day. But I will say that, you know, when I was in high school, I was in a rock band and there is just nothing. I heard about that. There is nothing like playing on stage with a band and like having people to interact with on stage and jump around and just have so much fun, like uncharted fun. So I feel like really, really deep down the most fun i have is in rock music pop punk a little bit Mm -hmm. but you know i love it all i love it all
0: (laughs) (laughs) in your introduction to hip-hop who was the first artist for you drake drake yeah okay what what year are we talking we talking nothing was the same drake what era drake drake's got all these eras
1: oh my gosh what was the song? You the you best. Oh universe. yeah, that that's off
0: of, so far gone.
1: Yes, I was really young when that came out. Like, I remember one of my friends. She misunderstood one of the lyrics, and I think it was like a cut for a bad word but she would say like mug instead of mama like <laughs> I like remember that and I loved that song and I was like oh my god who is this incredible deep voice like ooh, loved it
0: unfortunately Drake isn't like that anymore he's not no, no. no.
1: I like the new Drake though have you heard the new project
0: I-, I heard it and then 21 Savage ruined it for me just off of a comment that He said today, I don't know if you saw it, being me such a rooted hip-hop guy, he came out today and he said that Nas isn't relevant. Oh, I I, saw that. And when he said that, like twenty one, there would be no 21 Savage if it wasn't for... That's that's why there's such a discord between the youth in hip-hop and the legends in hip-hop, because the youth, they don't respect the elders that came before them. When you have Nas who just put out a quality project and you have a quality project out yourself right now and you kind of take a you know what on a on a legend that came before you yeah I can't respect that
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we definitely have to respect the legends that came before us like that's absolutely necessary and um I kind of I kind of disagree as well like obviously Nas is relevant
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I mean um anyone that's like actively like working in their industry is relevant exactly
0: especially with his stature icon yeah not top five all time in hip-hop
1: yeah no i mean it's period
0: yeah it's unbelievable but you had the opportunity to be in the video for trippy red
1: yes i did that was cool that was trippy red and little Uzi, and I'm blanking on the name of the song right now, but it was really fun. It was such a colorful vibe, and I was wearing like a different rainbow wig, and it was just really cool. It was a great experience.
0: Have you thought about pursuing anything further as far as TV and acting goes? I mean, you're out in LA.
1: Actually, yes. Yeah. I'm working on putting a little acting reel together right now. I actually, I just did... It's not out yet, mm-hmm. but I just did like a court show.
0: Okay, <laughs> so that <laughs> like was Judge Judy cool. <laughs> divorce. Not Judge
1: Judy, but yeah, yeah. So when that comes out, I'm, I'm gonna be talking about it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, but I am working on putting a reel together so I can work on, you know, actually getting some, you know, speaking roles. I think that'd be really cool. I actually do have like six years of acting training, mm-hmm. and I think it. I think it could be fun. Why not?
0: What role, if you got the opportunity to have a speaking role, what do you think would be best for you?
1: I always want to be in like like a teen, dark vampire werewolf type of drama. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be super fun. Um, I don't know. I feel like I am I'm not just like a typical ingenue. I think if I'm an actress think like obviously Johnny Depp is incredible and I don't have nearly as much experience as him at all but if I were going to really pursue acting I think I'd be a character actor that could take on lead roles the way that Johnny Depp mm. does that if that makes any sense he,
0: he he's actually when you got the term actor because actor there's so many people that play themselves in all these movies but Johnny Depp he's someone different in every role whether it's yeah. Dark Shadows, Edward Scissorhands, yeah. going back to even when he was in Donnie Brat, he could blow, he could do anything that mm-hmm. there's two different types of actors, the actor that can take over a role or there's one that just plays himself in every movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I could also. Play myself if like one of my songs got synced or something like that and then they wanted me to come in as Kidara and you know be a performer or something but I think I could also take on roles and really dive into that um, because you know character acting is really fun you know you get to really dive into into the character you know get deep into that I actually have a friend who's working on writing a movie script right now and trying to get funding for it and he would like for me to audition for the lead like character actress role if he's able to get the funding so I mean that would be a really cool opportunity I hope you get
0: it and I'm sure you will I'm sure you will Thank because you. It, because it's a passion It's something else you brought up Johnny Depp before because you also he, he recently did some work with Rihanna for Fenty I know people are ticked off about it who cares whatever move on people need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> you <chill>. but, yeah. <laughs> you also did some work for Fenty so tell me how you got the opportunity, especially through social media
1: yeah, how did I get the opportunity? Oh, I bought something from the site. And then I was just wearing it and some pics. And they were like, just I don't know, they were fire pics, right? And then <laughs> the Savage X Fenty page contacts me and they're like, hey, like, we want to work with you. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, you know, then we emailed back and forth, set it up. And they had me do some content for the Pride Month. I think that was June of 2021. And it was just really cool. I would definitely love to work with them again, if the opportunity presented itself.
0: Definitely. I could see you doing some more work with them. And I think you're working with an upcoming social media brand as well. Is it Privy I was, I was reading about?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Privy brand and Privy collection. Um, I'm working primarily on the collection, which is the clothing side, uh, but they've also got a smoke side. <laughs> um, so it's really exciting. We actually just did a design session a few days ago, and we came up with some heat designs. So we're planning on trying to get those out as soon as possible, hopefully in the next month, month and a half uh it's gonna be fire it's gonna be clean comfortable i just oh i'm excited i don't want to <laughs> say too much i don't want to give it all away but no i can tell your hype lit yes <laughs> no, Could
0: you're such a character yourself you know what i think would be perfect for you is if someone could develop a cartoon for you for you because i think I, I i always like i have this visionary Side of me, I, I okay. feel like you'd be you'd be great to have like your own cartoon.
1: Yo, okay. So there was like a cool few months that I was watching anime because I was like, "What is this about?" And I was like, "Dang, you know, I could really have an anime about me."
0: Rainbow. I Rock feel films. like
1: would be interesting. And then I saw Jaden Smith's anime where he was kind of like the lead character in it. And then I thought to myself, "Dang." This is definitely something that is possible. Yeah. So I think that would be really fun. I agree. How do we make would, that happen? Do you have any connects?
0: Me, I don't have any connects. If there's any listening out there, make it happen. And, yes. and I'm sure people you come across with in the industry, especially you being out in LA. Oh yeah. You'll run into someone, pitch the idea, and hopefully you will become a, a billionaire, millionaire.
1: <laughs> no, right? Oh my gosh. We we need to manifest that, right? Yeah. Because what comes with that kind of money is freedom. It's the freedom that I want. <laughs> exactly.
0: Because yeah. Do you believe that money buys happiness?
1: I, I don't. I think that I've been in situations where there's lots of money around me. And I'm still depressed and have anxiety. And I've been in situations where there's no money around me. And I'm happy as ever. Right. And so I think that. Money, you know, allows you to have freedom and it's what you do with your freedom. Uh, you know, money can either be freedom or it can be a cage, right? There's kind of like two sides to more it, money, but, more
0: problems like biggie.
1: Right. But if you are smart with it and can create a scenario for yourself where you are free with it. Right. And the people around you allow you to be yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then it's just up to you to make the life that you want so that every day you wake up and you're happy to be you, you know, it's like happiness is a state that is not permanent. So we fluctuate through emotions at all times and you can't just hold on to happiness and grip it. You have to allow it to come and go. That's just kind of part of life is what I've learned over the years.
0: (laughs) It it, most times it's just a fleeting moment.
1: Yeah, it's just the nature of the feeling. But I feel like the beautiful thing about knowing that about happiness is that when we're in our deepest, darkest moments, when things are extremely dark, we can also know and remember this is also fleeting. Mm -hmm. Like this is going to end also and then I'll feel good again.
0: That's a good mindset to have. It's
1: kind of like the only one
0: yeah. that
1: you can have if if you're thinking in any other way. I mean, I've I've tried thinking in other ways and it doesn't work. I, I crash and I fall. And you know, when I really go to those dark places, I have to always remind myself, you know, you have to breathe and you have to just remember it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna feel good eventually. And right now I have to give myself some grace and just work on feeling good enough so I could take the next step forward. Because staying stagnant, that's what happens when I get really like depressed or anxiety. I'll get stagnant. But what I've recently learned is that if I can just get to a place where I can even do just one thing so I can keep pushing the needle forward, I will feel better. Every time.
0: Mm.
1: Fail safe.
0: the main thing is just not being too comfortable too because people get comfortable where they're at and it's always i'd rather be comfortable being uncomfortable
1: you know what and that's so true i I realized that about myself i was like oh i'm so comfortable i produce my beats and i write my songs and i do my stuff but I wasn't really moving forward. So I was like, oh, I need to go out. I need to meet people. I need to write and record at studios. I need to go be out more, right? Like I need to practice my guitar. I need to get better at this because yeah, it hurts my fingers to practice the guitar, but it feels really good knowing that I just practiced and that I'm getting better. And I want to eventually in the future, like be really comfortable in that discomfort because I'm still at a place where I don't like discomfort, but I'm making myself just get over it so that mm. I can keep pushing the needle forward. Cause I get bored. Yeah. easily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. So we time, we time travel back to the 90s and we look at these bands. A lot of them were collaborating with hip hop acts. You know, Korn was doing work with Ice Cube, Limp Bizkit. They've done a lot of work with hip hop acts. Who Who's someone that you would love to work with on the band side of things, 90s rock?
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I... Not 90s, but I really like Bring Me the Horizon, and they've done collaborations with Jairus Johnson, who blew up on TikTok, Mothica, who recently blew up, and I love both of the collaborations they did for that song of Can You Feel My Heart, and I just love them so much, and I think that they do a really, really good job of collaborating with more hip-hop, pop-type acts, and um, yeah, that would be a dream.
0: So, what are you planning on the way now with this new project that you have out, KitaVerse?
1: KitaVerse, yeah. I mean, I've just been promoting it a lot on TikTok. The goal for that project was for sync and TV show placements. Oh my gosh, my cat! (laughs) Hi. Um, yeah, sync and TV show placements. And so we have that project signed on the publishing side with Pulse uh, Music Publishing and then Silver side on the mastering side. So it's constantly being pitched. So, you know, it's going to take some time even once we get the placement for it to come out. But the goal is for you to hear these songs in your favorite TV shows, movies, action scenes, stuff like that.
0: I could definitely see Netflix. I'm sure there'll be some show on Netflix that picks it up.
1: Yeah, I need that to happen. That would be so cool.
0: (laughs) Once that happens, it's out of here.
1: Yeah, right. I do actually already have a song. I didn't write the song. I was just the singer on it. But I do have a song on Selling Sunset um, on Netflix. So that's pretty cool. So I know that like I've already gotten there. So I can do it again, right? If you could do it once, you could do it twice. Right?
0: You can. what's a bigger <laughs> deal for you, hearing your song on the radio or in a movie or TV show?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I I think that hearing my song on a movie or TV show, like if it was in a Marvel movie or something, I think that in a movie theater, oh, my God, that would be like, oh, Cinematic. my God, I'm good. Like, <laughs> this is this is everything. That's just so cool, right? Yeah. So I think that would be my choice.
0: It's cinematic. Yeah. Kadara, is there anything else that you want to love to let the audience know that we didn't cover here today? I think we we covered a lot.
1: Oh, my gosh. We talked about so much. This is such a good conversation. Thank you. Um. Yeah, check me out, listen to the music if you haven't listened to it yet. I'm sure that even if you like a bunch of different genres, there will be at least one song that (laughs) you will like because we are skirting genres over here. And you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, all the things at Kidara, that's K-I-D-A-R-A-H. And then I think like Twitter and Instagram have a second H Mm -hmm. added. Yeah, so it's the one and only Rainbow Rockstar.
0: You already know. And thank you, Kadar, for coming on the show here today. I enjoyed talking with you about your newest project and everything that you've accomplished this far. I look forward to having you back on the show in the future to see the more milestones that you set for yourself. And shout out to Richard Dean and Grunge Cake for connecting us and just putting the pieces to the puzzle.
1: Big Facts. Thank you so much for having me. This was a dope conversation.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you, Kadara. And it it definitely was a dope conversation. Thank you for all that you do and, and keep being you.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you. You too.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe. Bye. Bye.